I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From the home of time. It is now quite a day for local sport from your local team. This is Charlton Live. You may be excited that this could be the last show of the Roland du Chatelet era, but I've got to sit here and work out how on earth we're going to feel an hour and a half each week once he's gone. (laughs) Alright lads, good evening, it's a good... So good evening here on Charlton Live. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> good evening. So uh, you're very welcome uh, to joining us here on Charlton Live. This is uh, your Sunday evening here on Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendez. Uh, on tonight's show, we'll be looking back at yesterday's wonderful 2 0 win uh, over Plymouth Argyle. Lee Bowyer's first game in caretaker charge. Uh, and of course, we will be discussing the fact that tomorrow could be the day that Roland Du Chatelet's grasp on this club is finally removed and the sale could be going through tomorrow as per what everyone's saying, which is normally true. Uh, (laughs) Fingers crossed on tonight's show. Joining me here 
<laughs> at the values, uh, Nathan Miller, do you know? Living the dream. Yeah. Just looking at the Gunnosaurus pictures as well. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Nathan uh, and myself are very lucky to have met Gunnosaurus uh, earlier today. And we saw Ty from Arsenal Fan yeah. TV, so we've had a bloody great day. Uh, and we have McDonald's on the way here as well. Uh, joining us in the studio as well, Terry, how you doing, Tel? Well, normally I'd feel a bit left out after uh, you, uh, your uh, your shenanigans today, but actually I'm quite uh, I'm quite happy. Uh, you I didn't make thing? it. Can I didn't make it. No, no, I took it off. Oh, I, right, in, okay. in knowing that you would probably rip it, <laughs> I, uh, I spent three hours paring it off with a knife. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, Terry, you had your PSA test I yesterday. Did. Very brave of you. I hope. Uh, you... <laughs> no, hardly. Well, well, I would never do that. <laughs> no, no, I'm not good with needles. Ah, oh, right, yeah. okay. Well, something that's something to be, someone have to knock you out first. Yeah, that's something to I have to I worry about when I'm a bit older. Uh, right, so on tonight's show, we've got to look deep, back at yesterday's <laughs> yes, <laughs> yesterday's uh, wonderful two-nil win over Plymouth Argyle. We're going to hear the commentary highlights and just a spoiler alert: they're pretty good. <laughs> They're really good, especially when there is page scores. It's loud, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. very loud. Uh, we're also going to hear our exclusive interview with uh, caretaker boss Lee Bowyer and tell you knocked that one out of the park as well as a superb interview with uh, with Bowyer. So I'm really looking forward to playing that uh, to you guys. We're going to discuss, obviously, as I said, the potential takeover. We want to know what you guys uh, think about that and also what you think about the game as well. Uh, so get involved. Uh, you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at Charlton Live. You can go onto the Charlton Live forum. There's a thread on there uh, for to, uh, tonight's show as well. Uh, if you want to have your say on anything, the, the, the takeover, uh, managerial situation and managerial change, uh, the, of course, the game yesterday. Anything you want to say, let us know. Well, let's, uh, let's read it out on tonight's Charlton Live. And finally, of course, uh, today was the women's team. They got into the FA Cup quarterfinals, went up to Arsenal. Uh, in the end, it, it, sounded, it sounds a heavy defeat when you say it's 5-0, which is what the scoreline was. But if you, you had to be there, you have to understand that Arsenal are one of Europe's elite teams. They're a full-time professional club. Charlton are two divisions below. You know, Charlton are winning their very good chance of winning their league but you know this is a part-time club against a full-time club and they really played well particularly in that first half to, to keep them at one uh, conceded early kept them at one nil for the majority of the first half uh, defended really well and they're just a little bit of tightness setting towards the end but a really good performance from Ratish's uh, uh, team there so uh, we'll hear from Ratish Mishra the, the women's team manager later on this evening uh, after a decent performance up at Arsenal you know absolutely no harm done there right but first things first tell 30 seconds analysis of yesterday's 2-0 win that puts us right back in that playoff race. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, bizarrely, yes, it does. Uh, well, chalk and cheese isn't it? Uh, from from previous weeks. The uh, and I don't just mean the formation. It was uh, that the and I don't want to preempt what uh, what people are going to hear from Lee Bayer, so I'll, I'll I'll leave that that bit alone. But yeah, just the way we played, the uh, the, the the way we were set up to play, the attitude. And the general feel of the place, really. There was just because, of course, there's the other thing happening, potentially soon, mm-hmm. maybe one day, uh, that everybody's got that little bit. There's a little bit of buzz about the place, and there was yesterday, even though they got, I thought there'd be a few more people come back actually yesterday, but uh, that, well, was, that wasn't really okay. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right, and, and that, that I can understand. <laughs> um, but uh, even with the people that were here, that you know, the, the, the relatively small number uh, in, compared to what we we should be having. Um, there was still just a little bit of a feel-good factor about the place, and that clearly rubbed off on on the players, um, as did the uh, the sort of new impetus they must have got from uh, having Bowyer and Jacko in charge. Right, if you want to have that feel-good factor rubbing off on you, have a listen to this. Foster who turns into the centre circle, starting around the opposite way. He's got uh, to his right-hand side, Dick Still, and a little oh. bit of space, Dick Still. 
chance to cross gets the cross in Gyro's there just cleared away but it'll drop to Page might think of a shot here Page takes it into the oh, top what a goal. oh what a goal what a goal from Lewis Page Lewis Page has been out of action for over a year came back at Blackpool and only lasted a few minutes he's first real touch of the game sees him slam a shot into the top left hand corner and Charlton have the lead in three minutes well there's a player who hit that with such anger with such frustration he's been out of the game for so long been hit with injury after injury the ball comes out to him early on in the game he touches it down well as a half volley sits up perfectly and he just smacks it smacks it over the goalkeeper Matthews hits the underside of the crossbar and in what a strike from Page what a start for the addicts well, under the a, new regime here's on the back of my neck off firmly upright and of all the people to score it Lewis Page who's had such a disastrous year and I don't think there's anybody in the country unless you're wearing green will begrudge him that in the centre circle two men converge on it two in green shirts and get there ahead of Fosser and Plymouth have it back it's Ness releasing Sawyer releases Lemaris into the box ball cut back with Taylor and it's a shot off the post was that a touch? I think yeah, it was, was. from Amos. From what Amos. a save that is. I thought it was a goal. Amos pulled off the save and that's got to be a foul. A touch on. to Reeves. Reeves has got Page on the opposite Lovely side. Ball. Lovely spot. What a ball. And he picks out Reeves in space. Crossing the halfway line, Reeves. Um, Page up to us. A lovely dummy by Jose. Gyro finds a Jose again. Chip ball in. Looking for Fosu. Just too high, but it'll run to a Rebo on the opposite side of the penalty area. Back into the box. Header! Oh, yes. Gyro scores! Super football from Joan from one side to the other. Lovely cross from Aribo. Gyro header. 2 0 Joan. Oh, superb football from Joan. Counter attack play. Page on the left hand side. Lovely ball inside to Jose. He dummies it for Gyro. Back out to Jose, whose cross was just a little bit too much for Tariq Fossil in the middle. There, Aribo picks it up. Perfect ball in the box. And Gyro, I think he missed, <laughs> I think he missed hit his header. But he just goes in for Jolton. 2-0 up. What a start from the Addicts today. Forward, looking for the run of Gyro, who's got behind the defence. Keepers come out. Oh, it's handball! Oh, That's got to be handball! The keeper's caught it on the yeah, edge of the area now. That's the got, what's that? has got to be, well, I don't know. There were two Plymouth players around him, but what's the punishment for that? He's not even going to book him. That. Well, Bowie is obviously calling for a red. I don't know the. What well, it's got to be a. It's got to be at least be a booking. It's sure. Deliberate handball, isn't it? Really, keeper was caught out of position. What a ball from Page as well. It's a perfectly timed chip ball forward towards Gyro. Had the keeper not got there, Gyro would have got there. I'm not saying it was a goal-scoring opportunity per se, but with the no, goalkeeper out. No. But that's got to be at least a booking, surely. Forced Kasky. It's a deep one towards Gyro and Bauer peeling out. It's oh. a good save. Bounces down, oh. cleared away. Bauer won the header, headed down, and Matthews, who is lucky to be on the pitch, some will say, is able to clear it away. And the Jose inches away from finishing it off. Oh. To Taylor. Oh. He gets in the pounce here, gets a bit lucky. Now Kerry goes for goal and just wide. Kerry showing his class. For Plymouth, and though they find themselves two now down, well, that, was, that shot was just wide. It was a free kick for Skeski. Shall take, can they make it free before half time? Ball towards Bauer, heads into the penalty here. It's a decent one. A oh, what great a strike! Oh. Saved by Matthews, comes back out. Oh, oh, oh. clears behind for a corner. What a good strike from a Jose. That'd have been a hell of a goal. What an effort that is. Bauer with a header back across. I thought he was aiming for Gyro, but it dropped to uh, Jose. Just a snapshot with his right on the drop. 
and nearly caught uh, Remy Matthews out in the goal who did well to save it in the end. Bit of an angle for a cross and said holds it up and there's the half-time whistle. What a great first 45 minutes for Chelsea. On the right, it's Zyro if he wants to use him. Instead goes out left to Ben Reeves. Reeves down the line for a Jose. Jose flick back to Fosu in the penalty here. Fosu go for goal! Oh! Just wide. On his right foot, cut inside. And it looked like it might have been fine in that far corner. Instead goes wide. That was superb. We'll have a quick look at the, uh, the uh, monitor to see how close it was. Oh, oh it's oh. so close. Inches, inches from uh, giving Charlton the, a 3-0 lead here. And uh, again, lovely football from, uh, from Charlton. And he swings it forward, looking for Gyro. Attack the ball, gets a header on it as well, trying to find a, a Jose into the box, turns, hits it. Oh, oh needed the strike. save from the keeper because that was going inside the left-hand post. Oh, I've been really impressed right with Jose. I've been really impressed with Nicky Jose today. He's clearly trying to make a point. He was this big man. He signed in a couple of seasons. Well, last season, should I say? It seems like a couple of seasons ago. Hasn't worked from on loan. Been folded out of the team. And it's a great run again, great flick on from Zyro. What a strike to get it on target. Keeper palms it behind for Charlton. He goes back to his keeper who knocks it forward. Pierce underneath this finds Aribo. Aribo touches it past his man. Lovely football. Joe Aribo still on it. Releases Zyro into the penalty chance. area. Chance to finish it. Oh, oh, just wide right of the goal. Oh, great chance for Charlton to win the game. Rebo again at the heart of it. Uh, Lewis Page is injured meanwhile, but at the heart of it. Lovely ball to the right. Jari just peeled off his man, worked himself a bit of space on his weaker foot, just dragged his shot wide. As the goal yeah, kick comes away, it. and the referee blows the whistle for full time. A pulsating game here at the Valley. There we heard it, the uh, highlights from Valley Pass of yesterday's superb 2-0 win over Plymouth that drags us right back into playoff contention. And when you look at the performances that we've seen over the last three weeks and now you know, it's been revealed uh, since Carl's left that a, a lot of us knew that Carl's wanted out for, for exactly two weeks. Um, and that was very much rubbing off on his, on his team. But yesterday you saw absolutely none of that. Well, sorry, Nate, go on. Yeah, no, I was just going to... <clears throat> like Tell said in just before you went to the clips, I think the fo- if we put put the formation and the style to the side, I just think the work rate and the determination of every single player. I couldn't <clears throat> really. I mean, I had a man in a match, but I, it was hard for me to pick one person. I don't think anyone had a bad game at all, and I just think there was like Tell said, there was a buzz. There was a little buzz around the place, and everyone seemed to know what they would do. Everyone knew what their role was. Um, and we seemed more of a unit than we have in obviously previous weeks. Mm. So, so like you say, it's a massive improvement. Which is strange. When, um, again, when you, when you hear um, Bowie's interview, um, he, but it's obvious he didn't have a, a huge amount of time with the team on his own. So obviously he's worked with them uh, alongside Carl. Um, but this is the first time he's had uh, the opportunity to shape it his way. And he said midweek, you know, this is my uh, this is my team now. They've got to do what I tell them. Uh, and the one thing he did say was, you know, then, you know you, what you will see is you won't see anybody leave anything out there. You know, they'll all give it 100, percent and uh, they'll leave nothing to uh, on the pitch. They'll give their uh, give their all, give everything. And you saw that yesterday. I think if uh, if we hadn't a one, you'd have still have seen a performance that was a lot more committed than we've seen in mm. in yeah. the last three or four weeks. And I mean, Nathan, I, I know you both you both said sort of put the formation to one side, yeah. but let's bring it back from mm-hmm. the side into the middle again. 
I mean, that was a big call because, you know, we, we have played 4-2-3-1 for the majority of this season. We've had fans, you know, very upset with that recently, in particular when it hasn't been working. Now, Lee Bowyer, you know, think, think about it. He's been taught by Carl Robertson. That's who he's done most of his learning from in terms of coaching, you know, in, in the past year. But he straight away has deviated from that. He's gone to 4-4-2. He said he was going to do it his own way, and that's exactly what he did. Yeah, I mean, obviously he played a narrow formation, which... Um, which I feel, obviously it suited us yesterday, but my only concern, sort of even two nil up earlier in the first half, was we're, we're forcing them out wide, which is fine. But then they're coming against obviously Lewis Page, who's been out for a year, and you know young young Anthony, who obviously had an, an amazing game as well. <coughs> um, so we've obviously forcing them out in the wider positions, and obviously them getting crosses in the box. But just said off air to tell Jason Pierce was my man of the match, but him and Paddy, they dealt with everything. And then, um, and they, they, I think they didn't really, didn't really have a lot, really. But I think, and, and Bo, you've done his own work when he said about the, their DM. I don't know which one it was. It was it Moses McCarthy. I don't. I, I've got a feeling it might have been Fox. He was on about, but oh, yeah, it was, Fox. Either, it was either Fox or McCarthy. But that's what I mean. So, and, and he's done his own work, and then that was the only problem because we, were, I thought we were going to get overrun on, on the flanks, but. No, I think we, he obviously had a bit of a stroke of a tactical genius there for those. Yeah, I mean, is he, is he our greatest manager of all time? <laughs> yeah, of course he is. Yeah. Yeah, I would have said that even if he lost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, I mean, when you are cutting your managerial teeth, so to speak, and it's your first game, obviously you want to get your feet under your table and hope, hope for nothing uh, too, too bad to happen in the first five minutes. If you can, maybe score a 25-yard screamer. I mean, what what a goal that was from Lewis Page, and I was so delighted for him. Now, we heard from him on last week's show um, from the Red, White, and uh, Black Day March. That's the first time I've ever got to meet him. And he, he did seem like a really nice chap, and he so down on his luck over the, the last the last year since he's come here. Injuries, red cards. He's never had a run in the team. Uh, before, you know, before that that year out, he's just had. And my God, what character to come back from that to score a goal like that to have to have the minerals to take on a shot like that when you've just come back. But then the performance that followed from it as well was superb. He played superbly yesterday, no question about it. And he'd, be, he'd run Pierce close to my man match as well. But uh, uh, I'd probably edge it with with Jason Pierce. But um, I mean, I think uh, I mentioned it on commentary there. If you, if if anybody in the country, unless you're a Plymouth fan, had to pick somebody to score a goal like that after the season, after the year he's had, not just the season, after the season and a half, I suppose that he's had. You'd give it to him, wouldn't you? Because mm-hmm. uh, you know somebody deserves somebody like that deserves a bit of luck, uh, and so it couldn't have happened to uh, as you say he's a nice fellow, so it couldn't happen to a nicer bloke and to a more justified person yeah. because uh, as, I wouldn't say it's just reward because it's you know a year out's a, a long time to have to miss football. But uh, it would have helped, I think. Yeah. You need three or four of those before oh, it's worth so. a year. Well, he tried it again a few minutes later, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it, it, it came closer to me yeah. than it did the goal. Yeah, yeah. Did it go for a throw? I'm sure it did. It's, it's all, my, my, I always say, do it once and pretend. <laughs> just pretend that's you're obviously going to do it again. Leave everyone guessing. Um, I mean, we'd already started pretty lively. It was within the first 25 seconds. We saw a lovely little flick, wasn't it, from, from a Jose into Zyra. And straight away, you're thinking, oh, look, two up top, working together. <laughs> oh, who'd have thought? Yeah. I mean... That decision to play the two up top together, two of whom you haven't played too much football, straight starting, yeah. again, paid off. I thought, I thought Jose was excellent. Oh, he, I thought Jose was brilliant, not only um, with his work rate, but his movement, which obviously led, led on to the second goal. But yeah, I mean, they, they both look live. And we said it all year. I mean, we don't, we're not taking any way for, any, anything away from Josh. But when we played him up, up on his own, those sort of flicks... <clears throat> You know, that Zyro or a Jose got yesterday, they usually come to nothing because there's no one in and around him anyway. So 
even if it comes off his shoulder, like it could happen yesterday, you would have thought there was Jose Ozaro was going to get onto the loose ends, which they did a couple of times, and Jose had a couple of chances. But it just it's a bit more positive, and you're you're giving the two centre half something to think about instead of just having one lone striker where they can have one go tight, one sweep. So it just gives them so an element that they they can think, well, hang on, we've got. A, Little whippet here who's going to come in behind us. So, but yeah, no, I was really, really impressed with the front front two yesterday. Mm. It'll be interesting to see when uh, when Josh is back mm. whether he because, um, and I think uh, Carl alluded to a couple of times. And I actually agreed with him uh, at the time that um, Josh's if if you can call it a problem, but Josh's tendency is to uh, is to go wide and run into the channels because he plays for wide for Northern Ireland and he's he's very accustomed to doing it. Um, so his tendency is to to come out from the central position uh, and run into the channels and get fed into the channels. Of course, he gets the ball and there's an opening in the box. Now, then you're relying on your, your attacking or defensive midfield players to, to get into the box late. And if, if they don't, because up to this point, we've tended to be overrunning midfield. And there'll be a very interesting point that uh, in Lee, Lee Bowyer's um, post-match, which, which I won't reveal now. But um, basically, he noticed and realised that that might be an issue. So he, changed, he, he did something to change it. And... That's what was refreshing for me. Mm. Uh, and again, I'm not going to preempt the interview or let, let you play it. Uh, but the fact that uh, it's a clear change uh, in, uh, in in the way the team was set up. Uh, now, we had a real a couple of minutes that really could have turned the game on its head. Uh, and luckily, both, both instances in it went our way. The first of which was when Ben Amos got absolute fingertips onto, onto Taylor's low shot. Now, I'm not even sure... The majority of people from where we were sat even saw it because I noticed the club didn't even tweet about a save and I think Rich further down didn't even tweet about a save. But you could clearly see the low yeah. shot. I mean, Amos got the, the merest of touches onto it, but it pushed it onto the post and it got clear. And if you then saw Ben Amos celebrating like he just won the World Cup, you could tell that he was very pleased with that. And what, what a superb save that It was, was my instant reaction that he saved it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why I said it on commentary. I was, and then I sort of thought about it after and thought, I'm look, going to look a bit of an idiot if he didn't. But yeah. uh, I was convinced he touched it onto the post. And as you say, his reaction afterwards sort of gave the game away. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if that had gone in, different story perhaps. And, and then, of course, you, know, you can second guess. You can say, what ifs, what ifs. If uh, Page's first shot had gone anywhere near his second one, then we wouldn't have been one nil out of the time. Maybe heads might have started to drop at that point. Who knows? But we got given the perfect start. Uh, they didn't really threaten us that much mm. uh, going very, forward, very except rarely. for that mm. point. Carey was clearly their best player. Um, the uh, the centre forward was at Taylor. Uh, it was just a bit of a lump that uh, I think Jason Pierce loved dealing with that. I, yeah. mean, I think he relishes that sort of thing. I mean, he just he just looked like a man possessed. Just <laughs> Jason Pierce, he was a rock. Back yeah. there, nothing was coming past him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and then only two minutes. So two minutes after that save was was our second goal. It was a great move down the left hand side. There was just a slightly overhit cross, wasn't it? And it went mm. over the head of, of Zyra, and Arebo kept it in on the far post, crossing towards the near post, and a bullet header in, into the bottom corner. And now all of a sudden, seventeen minutes. We're playing good football. We've got a, a former player who's a bit of a fan's favourite as manager. We're two 0 up. Clocks are going forward. Everything's going right. All of a sudden, at once, and the takeover's coming as well. It felt. This first 45 minutes in particular yesterday, it just felt like everything was finally coming up Millhouse, but for Charlton. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, as soon as it happened, I text, uh, I text, I tweeted, I said, am I dreaming? Because it was <laughs> like, I have never, I've I said to you earlier in the car, I don't, that first goal, that's the biggest celebration I've done at home this year, because <coughs> I just knew how pivotal yesterday was, because it was, it was all or nothing, I think, and, but um, yeah, it was just, it, the, just the whole get, the whole day was just brilliant and 
I just it was just like you said, everything just came together and it was just like amazing. But um, I think I think a lot of people are probably are, are still being actually swept along by this emotion and the, and the roller coaster that we we might be seeing. You know the the change happening, uh, not just on the pitch but off it as well. And I think we're all just riding on a little bit of a wave of, of hope, I suppose, mm. for want of a better word. Uh, and I felt that yesterday generally. And it's probably what came across in the goal celebrations because, mm. of course, it was we knew it was uh, Page and there was a little bit of emotion involved in him scoring. Uh, but even the second one, there's just that, you know, we're beating a Plymouth side that hadn't lost for God knows how long, you know. Mm. Uh, they'd only lost three in 20. Uh, and we'd only won four in 20. So, you know, there was that against the odds issue as well that uh, we just... We just looked a better side, and and that along with all the rest of the stuff that might be going on, it was just an emotional day. You see. Yeah. Mm. Now, one moment of controversy uh, that everyone's trying to scramble around to, to try and work out what the rule is. Now, the goalkeeper, uh, I think Remy Remy Matthews. Referee certainly didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, well, Remy Matthews has come screaming out of his box on the right hand side as he looks at it uh, to try and claim the, the the ball, bouncing ball, and he's caught it as he's exiting the penalty area. So it's a free kick now. Uh, fans around me were screaming for a red card. Now I don't think it was a goal-scoring opportunity, yeah. although I think Lee Bowyer disagrees with me. But uh, from from the tight angle and the defenders around him, but you do you think certainly a deliberate handball has got to be a yellow card yeah. at the minimum? I'd say yellow. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say it was a red, um, but you don't know. You know the referee don't know, like Tell said, so we can't all agree on everything. I, but I, I would have said a yellow. I was questioning. You know, has, has the law changed? You yeah. know, because you know the law changed with the the red card with the penalty now, isn't it? So yeah. you don't get double punished uh, if it's a genuine attempt to play the ball, not just try, taking somebody out. But with the with the goalkeeper, I thought it it's not as if he he sort of dived for it, caught it, and then fell out of the box. You know, like mm. by accident. You could see his face. He knew, yeah. He knew what he said. Oh, should I catch this? Shouldn't I catch it? If I don't, he might score. I'm going to catch it. So he knew what he was doing. He did it deliberately. That's got to be the very least. The yellow card. I, mm. I get the red card's a debatable thing, and I'd I'd I'd, I'd been surprised if it had been red. If I'm honest, but she, I didn't even talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> it was just I couldn't grasp it. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I mean, there's a lot of decisions from referees that I tend to not be able to grasp, and that's up there. Yeah, uh, the rest of the first half, I thought you know we were looking pretty good. We had Bowers or ahead of cleared off line. I think there, other than the one that hit the post, Graham Carey had a, a sort of a left-footed, low-bending effort that went just beyond the fast, the fast stick. That was like a a decent effort as well. And then just right on the stroke of half time, and a Jose nearly got uh, his first goal in Addicts colours for a very long time. Uh, with, uh, with with that volley that, that was well saved by Matthews, but he caught that pretty sweet, didn't he, just before half-time? Oh, I thought that was in. As soon as that left his foot, I thought that was in the top bins, and I was about to scream and take off my shirt, and no, I wouldn't really. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that to everyone, that's disgusting. Um, <laughs> but no, I thought that was in, and uh, and I was just amazed. But again, he he's, his all-round performance yesterday was uh, was amazing, and... I just, I feel, in a way, like Paige, I wanted the Jose to score as well because I know he's he sort of been in and out. And does he deserve a chance and all that sort of stuff? But um, he didn't get the goal that he wanted. But obviously, his performance was more than more than adequate. He's become a typical Charlton player. Point to proof. Mm. Yeah. Because he has. You know, he's uh, he, he set the world alight at Swindon, scoring all those goals. He came here, and for whatever reason, some people are saying his attitude. Some people are saying it's uh, it's just not. He's not the way. Uh, he doesn't play the way manage, some managers want, want to play. Uh, but for whatever reason, he was frozen out. And even when he went to was it Barry? I'm trying to think where yeah, he went. Barry, yeah, Barry. Yeah. Um, he seemed to get frozen out of there as well. So he's he's a, he's somebody who can score goals clearly. I mean, and I've said it many times. If you've got somebody you know can get twenty to twenty five goals a season, play to him. 
Hmm. I don't care if he's the the worst. You know, nobody likes him, or you know, he's he's the worst person to deal with. If he, if you know he's going to get you twenty three goals, allow for it. Just just try and make it. You know, make it work. Hmm. Uh, so uh, at half time sort of sitting there thinking right if we can hold on to this this is a big result you're thinking well, what's, what's this second period going to be like but they never really I never really felt threatened at all I mean they had a lot of possession in the closing quarter maybe but I mean we had the best, better chances throughout the second half as well yeah. that superb little bit of link up play on the edge of the box of Reeves and the Jose ended up with Fosu curled it just just beyond uh, the, the far post. And then, I mean, especially when Plymouth have made a double sub, you think, right, this will be interesting. Let's see if you try and change the game. How will Lee Bowyer react to this? But he didn't really need to because, I mean, Charlton has kept dealing with it, really. I mean, in terms of chances, I can't think of anything really major for them. One, no. one that was tipped over the bar other than that. Yeah, I mean, because we were playing so narrow, though, the only play, only way we were going to get through us was going out on the outside. And like I said earlier, I mean, they were kept, you know, trying to cut in and cross the ball. But then to a man... Paddy and Jason had answers for every single thing they threw at us, and and I think they knew that they couldn't. They they, they just knew there was no way that they'd be able to get through us, and it was a, just a dominant display. Which I think I know some people might not agree, but I think that is probably the best centre half pairing for me in mm. terms of in terms of they're just they're just brutal both of them. Mm. I think it does depend on who we're up against. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I mean, big I, guy. I think we got we caught Plymouth by surprise a little bit. They went one up top. Mm. Um, and I don't think they were expecting us to not to be do the same. Uh, obviously, they've done their own work, but they did it when Carl was there. So uh, I don't think they would have expected that formation. Um, I think you're right. No, Pierce and Bauer dealt with it comfortably. It, it's the type of opponent they like, yeah. but strong physical presence. I did think we struck not struggles, probably not the wrong word, but Kerry was clearly their threat, and, and he's, he's quick and clever on the ball, and any threat seemed to come through him. Um, if they'd have gone with Kerry and, and, um, and Taylor up top, as a, as a double that may have caused us a few more problems and maybe that's where Konza comes in yeah, he's got the pace because he's got the pace yeah. and, the, and the nous to be able to deal with the quick players uh, so um, and judging from what we spoke to Lebo yesterday I think he's the sort of uh, seems to be the sort of manager that will change his side to deal with who we're playing Yeah, and that's a refreshing change mm-hmm. you know, actually actually thinking about the opposition and uh, saying right well these guys they play like this we've got to nullify that we've got to play it like this You know, this is their weakness we've got to expose that that type of thing uh, and so, if that's got the way the way we're going to play going forward, then it bodes well. Mm, yeah, a couple of chances at the end for Zyra again. He had a left-footed one from just outside the area that again went just past the, the far post, and he was slipped in actually, wasn't he? One on one and dra- dragged a shot across the face of goal, which we heard in the highlights there. But that was—I mean—the game was already dead by then, and the full-time whistle goes. And it was lovely to see the covered end uh, on, on its feet, applauding the, the team and, and, and the caretaker manager as they went off at, at the final whistle. And he say that feel-good factor. It's just threatening to return, and we don't really know what to do with it. But I think I'm going to go along with the ride because I, I quite enjoyed it. I mean, of what for all the emotion, as you say, tell wrapped up in the game yesterday, and and you know of, of the the takeover and all that. I mean, yesterday's result, like I would say, we're right back in the playoff race now. And two and you know, three days ago, I wouldn't have thought that was possible. It is quite strange, isn't it? I mean, this league is a just. I don't know if it's just a rubbish league. Well, it is, of course, it is, but. It's just a weird one. The fact that um, you know we haven't won in how many games, and and look out of it, and not just the the losses, the performances as well. But three on the bounce, you think uh, we've got to be out of this completely. And then we beat Plymouth, 
and then suddenly we're uh, we're only what two points off it with the game in hand, <laughs> and suddenly we're back in it again. It's just it's just quite bizarre. Yeah, crazy, right? So let's uh, let's hear from you guys if you want to have your say. You can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive. There's a thread on the Charlton Live forum uh, where people have started getting involved already. Uh, we want to know what you made of yesterday's performance. What you think of the upcoming potential takeover uh, as well? And of course, I want to know what you make of this interview now, which is coming up. Our exclusive interview with the caretaker manager. Lee Bowyer, he came in to speak to Terry after yesterday's game and he was on very good form. Joined by Lee Bowyer, Charlton manager. Uh, first game in charge, Lee, and uh, this managerial likes a piece of cake, isn't it? I'd like to say yeah, but uh, it's a bit too early. No, it's um great result today. The, the lads are outstanding. I think um, from start to finish, you could see that there was a hunger about them. And... Uh, and yeah, you could tell before the game they was all focused and and switched on, and, and thankfully they uh, they took in what our, we went through yesterday, and um, yeah, and I think we deserved the win and um, clean sheet, three points, and everyone's gone home happy. It doesn't get much tougher coming up against a side that uh, haven't won, haven't lost in in ten or haven't lost in about ten games, and have only lost about three in twenties. So coming up against a Plymouth side banging form. Uh, you know, a tough managerial start. So uh, you, had, you had a lot to work on in a, in a short space of time. Yeah, it was only yesterday that we went through the shape, and how, I only told him yesterday how I wanted to play against Plymouth because I watched them Wednesday when uh, Wednesday or Thursday. I watched Plymouth like on on the tape, and um, on Wednesday, sorry, and then so I, I went in into work on Thursday, and I still didn't know what shape to play against them. If I'm honest, I didn't know whether to go just a flat four four two. But um, I, I watched, I watched them, and then they dictated the game through their sitting midfielder, and he just run the game. And I didn't want that happening here today, especially not in my first game at home. So uh, I just thought, well, how can I counterbalance that from happening? And um, so I, I went with a diamond, and so then we stopped there, sitting midfielder dictating the game, and then it, it, it reverses then because you, you've got Jake to run the game, who's, who's an excellent passer on the ball. So um, that was my thinking behind going for that system today, and then I, obviously I had to rely on my fullbacks to be athletes and, and to get up and down to provide the width and, and crosses into the box. Well, you must have been delighted with the start. Uh, Lewis Page, uh, I mean... Uh, Absolute credit to Lewis Page. He's been out for so long. He comes back and gets concussed in the first two minutes of his yeah. return game, and then and then it's an absolute world to get us uh, off to the the best start possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, really pleased for him because he's like you said, he's he's been out for a long time. Um, so yeah, it was some strike, wasn't it? <laughs> Just dipped at the at the end, and uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm really pleased for him. I'm pleased for everybody, you know. Keeper made a great save at one 0 Yeah, and uh, and and with that start uh, and the perfect start that it was, um, it was important then to keep on top of uh, of a, what would have been a confident Plymouth side. Anyway, I thought we did that perfectly. We, we, I think we bossed that first half almost totally. Yeah, and I think most of the second half, I think towards the end, then their left back was getting out a little bit and causing us a bit of a problem, and then Ben Reeves had to keep shuffling across, and who again worked his socks off like like they all did, but. Uh, it's it's difficult when you're playing a diamond and you're on the left or the right of the diamond. You find yourself running out to the fullback a lot. I know because I've played it. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was their only their only way they was going to hurt us, which I knew before the game because that was their outlet. And um, but yeah, so I 
that's why I put Marshall on the last 10 minutes so he can uh, stop that from happening. That little comment there, does that give a hint of the Lebo style management in, in terms of your play, whatever formation might work against whatever team you're playing against? Yeah, I, I, I don't think you can have a, just one formation to play every game because teams are different. So, like that was their strength today. I, I think if I would have just played a 4-4-2, flat 4-4-2, I think we'd have lost the game. I think they would have bossed it and, well, might not have lost the game, but it wouldn't have been the same as that today. So we had to try and think, and I will, and I'll watch Northampton tonight, and then I will think, right, what way would be best to play against them to win the game? So it might be the diamond again, or it might be just a flat 4-4-2. I don't know, but I won't just have one way of playing, no. And you'll have a bit of a selection headache with a bit of luck by the time uh, that comes around. Of course, you you had to you put Infernal Dick still at right back and outstanding performance by the young man. Like I said, I, you could sit here and say that about yeah, every single player, but Anthony to come in who hasn't even been in and around it for for a while now um, to come in and step in and, and and have a performance like that. But nobody doubts him. He's a machine, the kid. He's a machine. He's up and down, up and down, and. His strength, he's good on the ball, he's got everything, you know. Um, so, yeah, to step in and, and do what he done today is outstanding. I'm proud of them all. They was all exceptional today. Well, you said midweek that um, one thing that fans can expect from uh, from your side, one of your sides, is that uh, nobody will leave anything on the pitch and you can guarantee that uh, every one of them will be feeling that game tonight and tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. They cut them cramp. So, um, yeah, no, and I said I, I won't accept nothing less now. You've just shown everyone what you can do. I knew, I know they can do that. So now they've just shown it again, and um, I'm excited for uh, for next Friday. But um, I'm going to enjoy tonight's one first. I've got to mention something that was driving me bonkers on commentary. Uh, the um, the goalkeeper's handball outside the penalty area in the yeah. first few minutes. Did and I, I know you were getting an explanation. I could see it in front of me. You were getting an expl- explanation from the fourth official. Did it make any sense? Because no, I couldn't grasp no. it. No, they. they he didn't even explain it properly it didn't even make sense what he was saying so I just walked away in the end so I, t- I couldn't so tell you what he was no but surely if you he put, no he said he wasn't a goal scoring opportunity I said well if he don't catch it he is <laughs> surely like because what's he going to do then then it's going to go over him and then uh, Michael was running in behind him so Michael would have just tapped it into an empty net but yeah don't matter no. it's done it's done <laughs> no, now no, absolutely it's done now so uh, it's not important <laughs> Um, I, spe- I said the, the opening fa- fairly glibly about this managerial lot being a, being a doddle, but um, Lee Bayer has, 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 you know came here to help out basically uh, in the season, and uh, you've ended up uh, with the manager's job. Is that something you've you've always wanted to do? Is, is this a, a job that you've you've been hankering after for a while? No. Um, uh, to be honest, when I finished playing, I think I was out of the game for like five years. I needed to step away from the game completely. I think because I was in it for so long and. And I just had to come away from it. And then Harry Q asked me to help him out at Watford. I think I was there for about six weeks just to help him out. And then I got a taste of it again, of, of like that winning, you know, like that, that in and around the football and winning. And then I uh, got in contact with Carl just to come in part-time last year. I was meant to be in two days a week, which I was doing just to work with the midfielders to try and encourage them to get in the box and score goals, which Jake was doing at the end of last season. And then um, and it just went from there, really. Richie Barker obviously left in the summer. And then I think Cole liked the, what I brought to the to like the staff. 
and then that's why I got him, him uh, asked to be the assistant. And obviously now Cole's gone, and then um, now they're manager. Is so. it too early to uh, to say that you've got a taste for it and that you'll be throwing your hat in the ring uh, when the uh, permanent position? Is yeah, it's been one game. It's been one game. But can I can I do it? Yes, I obviously believe that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have accepted this role now. Um, do I want to do it? Uh, let me see after the games that I'm in charge and then we're, we're, I'll sit down and, and think about it then. But I know I can do it. I think I've just proved that today. And the reception that... Uh, I mean, you, you know you're, you, you, what you felt like down there, Valley legend. Uh, you know what the fans think about you. So, uh, But to get that reception as a manager must have been a special buzz as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I've... Um, it's a bit of a fairy tale, isn't it? it was, obviously, I started here as a player, and then I was getting clapped off, and then now, obviously, as a as the manager. And um, no, so I'm really grateful to them and uh, and their support today. They was outstanding as well, as well as the players. But I don't think some fans they don't realise how important they are. And um, no matter what's happening in and around anywhere, then just support the lads, you know. And then you will get more out of them. As bad as that sounds, and it shouldn't be the case. I know because I was a player, and then once they see my name, and then they, they you get something from somewhere, especially when you're getting tired. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'd like to thank them for their support today, and that was outstanding. Well, if the players need any hint of what it might be like uh, with, with a full house here, um, just the noise that the covering was making uh, with the numbers that we got, be phenomenal uh, with a full house as well. Yeah, and, yeah, for uh, sure. I've got to say, I thought you'd be fighting uh, Jason Pierce for the tunnel jump, mind, but uh, maybe next time. <laughs> The Oxford defence and Fossil will try and close it down and oh. Mussinio gets himself in a bit of trouble. It comes to McGuinness. McGuinness on the edge of the penalty. A good challenge from Mussinio. Cashi gets there first. Cashi in the penalty. Cashi! Oh, yes. a finish! His first goal of the oh. season. Beats Eastwood. Diving to his right side. Cashi's running around the valley. <laughs> Absolutely delighted for him. McGuinness has stayed down though from the challenge. And John take the lead here at the valley. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Charlton Live. A superb interview there, exclusive here on Charlton Live with Lee Bowyer-Tell. That was a, a, an excellent interview. And uh, in fact, Chris tweeted in saying it's nice to have a Charlton manager talking with a proper accent. As well. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a relatively easy one actually. I mean, 
I don't want to sound, that to sound glib, actually. I didn't mean it, but um, he he's an easy guy to interview. I mean, um, he he comes across a bit shy, uh, and so you wonder if he'll open up. But um, he seemed to, and and uh, uh, I was saying to Nathan, or you you both off air. It was nice to finish a sentence, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> because normally I'd get halfway through it and uh, and and Carla do the rest. Yeah. And then no, I, no, and no. The fir- <laughs> yeah, in the first. Uh, in the first half of the season, basically, you just asked asked half a question and then it would kind of take over and you wouldn't have to do anything else. <laughs> uh, it got tougher towards the end because he didn't want to ask her anything. But, uh, yeah, that was a nice, refreshing change. I mean, it helps because we won and, and there's a feel-good factor about the place. And so uh, we'll see what uh, what happens when um, he's angry and he comes in. Eh? Yeah. Uh, mentioned there about how you can't just play one formation uh, all the time. <laughs> Uh, what was your exact quote? That's a dig. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think maybe not a dig, but it's a certainly, a, I think he wanted to make that point, don't you? Because uh, obviously that was something that was aimed at Carl, that he uh, he was too rigid in his uh, in his formation, the four, one, two, seven, five, three, eight, six, <laughs> whatever it was. Um, uh, and he said, uh, quite clearly, I'm not that type of bloke. I'm, I'm a type of manager who will play to whatever's in front of us. Yeah. Uh, which is a nice refreshing change. Yeah. yeah. Now, Red and White, nineteen oh five, actually tweeted yesterday saying scenes after uh, scenes today. Charlton Storm home after a comfortable win, and Charlton Live win their first cashy back bet. Mm. Nath, we are we are finally victorious. Yes, at long last. Does that make you in red or uh, or in blue now? I mean, are you actually it's, in profit? It's the lowest odds one we've had ever. Oh, yeah, it? it's the lowest one. So I think it's considering what you've put I in, we, I think the original returns off two fifty was twenty on quid, but then yeah. obviously we're matching it. So I think it's like yeah. eighty odd nine. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we bet on we bet on a, a two 0 win to Charlton, but because the uh, the win was only fifteen quid, we wanted to we're going to match it. With, yeah. uh, all of us on the big match preview team just to make it a bit worthwhile so mm. well done, yeah. I think about 85 quid or something yeah. like that is going to end up in, in the coffers but we're delighted to finally won some money for the upbeats <laughs> after our ridiculously bad choices <laughs> <laughs> throughout the season right James Moynihan tweeted in uh, and you can do so as well if you want to have your say ch- uh, at Charlton Live or studio at charltonlive.co.uk if you want to do it by email uh, Charlton Live Forum as well as Fred on there James Moynihan great win today absolutely buzzing every single player worked their socks off and we played 4-4-2 it really worked today feeling positive for the rest of the season uh, Lee Bowyer seems to be more versatile to change things up they didn't know what to expect from us uh, today um yeah, uh, Sarah said, looking forward to not hearing Carl Robinson's voice tomorrow evening on Charlton Live. Uh, F. James said, a great evening, chaps. That was biz- that was the business, and there's more to come. Deadwood out the way. I see similarities with Bo's first interview with Curbs, and the signs are good. I may be an old dog, but I know uh, when I see a good thing, keep believing. And then he goes on, I think, I believe we believe, uh, beat Newcastle at home. I think, re- presumably referring to Curbs' first interview. History will tell you the rest. Uh, excellent. So cheers for that, F. I mean, yeah, the... The fact that Lee Bowie, I mean, uh, James said it there, he, like we talked about in his um, uh, in his interview as well, they're a bit more able to change things up. Particularly, I mean, so I, th- I, do, I do think Carl had trouble changing things up during a game in particular. Yeah. I, I think that's that definitely, I mean, it was and clearly obvious it's, it, it happened. Now, a lot of the times, it, you know, you could put that down to injuries and, and the injuries were, that we were facing, but... You know, Lee Bowyer had not just injuries, he had um, absentees to deal with through the international break. I mean, arguably, two players who would have been first first on the team sheet, normally, in Conza and um, McGuinness. So to cope with that, help that we had Page back, obviously, um, but not not frightened to uh, to try something and to put a formation in. I mean, it wasn't a flat four four two as he said, it was that sort of like diamond midfield mm. uh, to nullify their, uh, their most threatening player. Um, is clever and uh, and it's it's uh, it, it's something that we don't seem to have done 
in the past. You know, we've allowed teams to just steamroller us in midfield uh, over the last, not necessarily the beginning of the year because we were um, we were playing and we were on the front foot. But as soon as teams t- sussed us out, I suppose we uh, we struggled to adapt. Uh, Mike Tyson says tough ask for Charlton to make the playoffs, but yesterday's performance instilled belief in the team. Dick Still was my man of the match, though everyone played their part. Great to see players playing for the shirt and giving their all. And after all the problems that Lewis Page has had. I was very pleased for him. Daniel says, so happy with the result. A proper Charlton manager playoffs. Here we come. Uh, John uh, Agambar says, uh, when I got to the ground yesterday, I sensed optimism. Boy, it felt strange. No, excuse me, but good. Let's kick on. Uh, and then uh, he's saying, um, he's saying talk about Lee Bowie. He said, I bet he didn't moan about uh, who was missing through injury or whatever. But I guess if we'd lost yesterday, he may have had he might have done, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Right, uh, Robert Waghorn says, uh, so how do we see the official statement thanking Roland for his tenure at the club? I think it should be littered with wannabe brackets, like the ones in his one, uh, and speaking as a plumber, must have a special mention for the undersole heating, but no flipping boiler. <laughs> I mean, we can certainly, we're certainly going to come on to the potential of a takeover uh, later on in the show. I mean, because that is huge, and, and, and that's, you know, coupled with the fact that we could still win the playoffs, could really be a, a good few weeks for the for the club there. Right, Roger Charles said, I see Cag scored again. Also, Crawley's defensive errors that cost goals that they conceded. Oh, my God, if Kuehl comes to us. I mean, all right, I'll say we'll talk about the takeover soon, but, I mean, because Roger's pulled it up there. Harry Kuehl as a manager, very much unproven. Uh, Terry, if that is the case, your views on it? it? It's an unknown for me. I mean, I think... From a personal point of view, and 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 some will see this as as a little bit starry eyed and a little bit uh, um, too Charlton biased, but I think um, we've got proper Charlton people in in charge at the moment with uh, Jackson and Bowyer. Now um, they may not end up being the best managerial partnership ever, and they may it may fail. But I'd like to, at least in the short term just go back to uh, to being Charlton, if that makes any sense. Um, but the Charlton that, that we've known uh, before. If we bring in Harry Kuehl, it's another experiment. Another experiment from owners who are trying um, their way and bringing in, you know, if, if it's to believe. And I'm not entirely sure it's true, by the way. There's, there's part of me that thinks people are just adding two and two because, you know, the, the new people taking over are supposed to be Australian. Kuehl's an Australian manager. Right, it's got to be. I'm still not 100% on that mm. personally, but it might happen. Uh, and I think if it does, I, I'm just... <coughs> Look, I, of course, if he comes in, we'll give him we'll give him hundred percent support and hope he does superbly. It may be that uh, you know he's he's a good manager in charge of a not so good side at the moment, mm. uh, and he comes into us. If he comes into us, he, he's got better players to deal with. Uh, he's got keg scoring, which is uh, you know which is no bit uh, no um, no problem. But um, personally, I'd like to see um, Bowyer and mm. uh, and uh, Johnny Jackson giving it. At least to the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely like to see Bowyer giving it to the end of the season because I've won a sixteen to one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Child manager, and if he if he concludes ten games, and that is uh, that is my money in the bag, eighty five pundays. I reckon they'll 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 get someone new in after the ninth game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just to wind you up. I, I will never watch Charlton again. Uh, Jimmy Seed says best performance over ninety minutes that I've seen from Charlton. Key changes worked well. Dick Steele, Zyra, and Page were excellent and have earned the right to keep their places. In my humble opinion, sixteen for one on promotion. Looks good value uh, at the moment. I mean, uh, uh, do sixteen to one fair odds for our promotion, Nath? Yeah, I suppose. So, You're the betting man. Come on. But it's yes, yeah, it's, it's decent odds. But do I think it's going to happen? I mean, yeah, it's one game. Um, if we can keep it up, then obviously by all means. But I think the big game is going to be on Monday, and obviously Friday and Monday. I think if we get six points after Monday. 
then I might start thinking, yeah, we're going to do this. Um, but at the moment, I'm still quite reserved. I'm, obviously, I'm riding the wave at the moment, like everyone else. But I'm not getting. I'm just trying. Oh, to keep running is tough. <laughs> by, by the way, it yeah. is tough. We're we're, play, we're playing. Every, pretty much every team has got in, uh, is involved in one thing or another, either in the playoffs, promotion or relegation. So yeah. every team that we're up against has got something to play for. And I think, um, I think is it five five games are against playoff or promotion mm-hmm. contenders, mm-hmm. which uh, which is, is you know. But you know, we did that yesterday and won. So there's no reason we can't go to everywhere other and, and do the same mm. with uh, players returning from injury. I think, you know. <laughs> If we can, uh, if we can get through this bank holiday weekend coming up now, two games, uh, one one away, one at home. If we can come back with four points out of those two games, mm. then I think there's a, a distinct possibility we could still um, go on a run. Uh, if we win both, <laughs> even more so. If we lose both, or or even draw both, not so sure. Mm. It'll be very interesting to see how how the how the long weekend goes. Like Tim Jackson said a word. For Ben Reeves yesterday, yes, he wasted a few chances going forward, but defensively he won everything in midfield. His first instinct was always to go forward. Best I've seen him play in a Charlton shirt. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, he was every... I definitely uh, agree that was, I think it's his best performance for us. Yeah. He's, put, he's put in a couple. Uh, I think Blackburn away, remember him playing well. But other than that, he's been fairly run of the middle. I think that's the key. I think it, it, I think I'd go more than... I think it's been a couple away from home, uh, two or three maybe. But um, as I said, they've been away from home, so most people wouldn't have seen him. Mm. So this is clearly his best performance um, at home in a Charlton shirt, no question, and arguably his best performance generally. Uh, and, and he's right; I thought he had a great game, as did they all. To be honest, I mean, you might find different people picking their different man of the matches, and it's hard to argue mm. with anybody, yeah, because everybody put a shift in yesterday. Mm. Uh, right, um, James Court says no spin, no talking cobblers, four four two, simple game made complicated by idiots. Life after Robinson is so much better. Well done to Bo. Um, Mick, uh, sorry, Sarah. I was asked. I was asking what people would hope for from a new owner, and uh, you can get involved with that as well at Charlton Live. But Sarah said, "What I hope for from a new owner is that they make Boya the permanent manager. I mean, 100% win record so far, and he's <laughs> infallible at the moment." Yeah, I don't know. Has he got his pro license? I don't know if he no, has. That, uh, that seems to be uh, the word going around the yeah, premier. Yeah, I don't. Moment, think, so. he's, he's he's been quite new because he was into his fishing in, in France, wasn't he? So, he was. Um, yeah. So I don't know if he's got all of his badges. So I don't think you're allowed to. So fishing licences don't count then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he might do. It's probably more than what Carol Fry had. <laughs> but um, yeah. but uh, yeah, no. I mean, yeah. Listen, I'm enjoying Bose being being manager at the moment, which I've obviously made perfectly clear on Twitter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I can't see it being permanent. But if he is and he, he has got his badges then obviously is there be... a rule that gives you time to if you're if you're drafted in as a caretaker is, mm. is there some sort of caveat that you can you can have time to, to, to obtain it I um, think so, so. You, you're alright to the end of the season but then before next season you've got to yeah, have to admit, I don't know the answer to that know. so uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to, to find out right Mick Brazil when I, when I asked him what he's hoping for from new owners says I don't need cushions and gimmicks <laughs> I don't even need nice beer or pies I just want a team set up to win by honest hard work football people who care uh, who I can cheer uh, on with family and friends, bring on the real fan experience. And I think uh, that, that chimes with me, that does Oh, me. I don't know. I'm not sure I agree with the not having the nice beer. Or pies. Or bottle. But yeah, the football team. <laughs> uh, Ray, Bate, <laughs> Ray Bates, uh, in answer to the question, what do you hope for from the owner, says, can I think about that once my hangover has gone? <laughs> uh, right, Charlton Exile says, uh, I bet he's in a good mood, actually. Yeah, I bet he's. Yeah, <laughs> great atmosphere around the place yesterday. Suddenly we're reminded of what we have been missing for so 
long. <laughs> right, Tom Wallin, uh I, I said, what do you think sparked that performance uh, from yesterday? And he said, probably spurred on by Ulverstad's recent cup win for Burnley <laughs> under 23. Oh, yeah, oh all... yeah, he's playing for the Dog and Duck now, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Dog and Duck Football Club. Yeah, the one that and... yeah. <laughs> Bat and trap, is he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Alex Rogans uh, was at the game yesterday and I have to say the atmosphere felt very different from previous games the team were outstanding to a man and it feels like there is a real belief that we may be able to make the playoffs refreshing sense of optimism in the air and he signs it off Lee 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 Boyar uh, which is uh, how most people were leaving the uh, the ground uh, yesterday which was good to see right um, <laughs> Red and White's uh, 1905 says good day chaps so yeah, I'm glad he's enjoying the show. Marion says, listening to yesterday's uh, game highlights for Charlton Live, and, he's, and she's hoping for more positive times ahead. Will Bolland saying, simply keep the faith uh, as in our race for the playoffs. Right, Sebo uh, says, very professional performance, very professional seeing the game out. Did so by dominating the midfield area uh, as well as the defensive third. Only their keeper denied us a free drink. Oh, because, yeah, we needed one more goal to get our free beer, didn't oh, we? In oh, the crossbars. Well yeah, had to I'm pay. I've only done it yeah. once, haven't we? Yeah. Warsaw. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Charlton Exile said that he didn't seem too keen on the tunnel jump. Uh, talking about Lebo. I think he just didn't seem too keen on doing it first time, I guess. <laughs> I mean, because you said, you said you was hoping he was going to fight Jason Pierce I, for I it. Just, uh, it, was, it was a tongue-in-cheek comment, actually. Yeah. Uh, well, then Red, Red Chaser said on the forum, you sure, Terry, Bo, you're fighting Jason Pierce for the tunnel, <laughs> tunnel jump. I wouldn't want to see. Either, I wouldn't want to upset either of them. No, exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a couple more comments from him, which we'll come to in a minute. Um, uh, Sebo says, the, the the first game for uh, as Charlton Gaffer for Chris Powell was a 2 0 win over Plymouth Argyle as well. Could that be a good omen for Bose as his first game uh, as Gaffer was the same result against the same team? I knew we, it was Plymouth and we beat him. I didn't realise it was yeah, 2 0 no, as yeah, well. Yeah, wow. That's where we've done the Charlton, like the cashback. Yeah, ah, that's gotcha. why we did it. Yeah, that's won us. Well, it's all falling into place. Yeah, fifteen pounds. Yeah. Uh, Graham Banks said, "I'd like to see Boya given a chance until the end of the season, but I'm worried that he may not get the chance if we do get taken over, uh, as he could easily be our Neil Harris. Uh, need to keep momentum going as well as uh, a defeat uh, from Friday would wipe out yesterday's performance. I mean, particularly coming up, so we've got Northampton coming up on Friday. I think they got beat at home. Well, I don't know if it was at home, but they got beat definitely by Fleetwood Town mm. yesterday. It was at Fleetwood, yeah. Yeah, but they're in all sorts of trouble, Northampton now. So, I mean." They're in the bottom four. Yeah, it's a chance. It is a chance to. Doesn't mean anything when Charlton come calling. Is Hasselbank still there? Is Hasselbank still there? Is that their manager? So I don't. Have to get a big chair for him, wouldn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Get that thing in there. Wider doors. Yeah. Right. Nicholas Riley (laughs) says Cag scoring goals uh, is in Division Four. Unfortunately, that is his level. We did get one in the league for us. I mean, most uh, admittedly, most of his goals this season for us came in cup competitions. But he has started. I accept that. I think the the only thing I'd say about that is that remember what. Colin Hearn Grant was like when he first burst on the scene for us. How many seasons ago now, by the way? Mm. Um, four? Five? Yeah, it would be four, I think. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, he was... Well, he was uh, 12, wasn't he? He, he had the same impact that Adam Ola-Lookman had when he first came in. Maybe uh, not for, quite for a sustained period. And then he should have been rested, as Adam Ola was on, on regular occasions, and he wasn't. He was thrown at the deep end and kept there, and it completely ruined him. So if we can get that player back... Then he'll be out, he'll do a job in this league, and I, I'd I'd even say the league above in, in the championship as well. But he's got to go back to that to, to the player he was then. Mm. Uh, right, uh, Chris uh, also uh, copied us into a report from from Plymouth, from the Plymouth Herald. We heard from Chris, Chris Errington during the week from the Plymouth Herald on on Thursday show. He said that that Charlton's bow you outwitted. 
uh, our girls Adams with a tactical masterclass, which is obviously a, uh, probably the way you'd love to see your first game uh, described by a, a you know a, a journalist from the other team as well, because obviously they're, they're not going to be bigging you up like I would. <laughs> I'm not that unbiased. Uh, right, James Moyer said one side usually goes on a run into the playoffs. Why can't it be us? Very much the courtesy a Premier League team would normally win the FA Cup. Why can't it be us? Perhaps. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it's done it before. Got to be someone. I mean, like I say, I never would have said that three days ago. Before, well, no, that's true. Before well, that no. yeah. Three weeks ago, even. Yeah, I could have given you a whole long list of reasons why it couldn't be us <laughs> before then. Right, Jim Davison. Uh, good evening, Jim. Says, we moved like a football team when I asked him what sparked uh, Charlton into life uh, yesterday. Thanks for your, your tweet, Jim. Um, Valley Floyd, Fred, uh, confirms that, that Jimmy Floyd Hasbank is still the manager of Northampton Town. So, yeah, former Charlton, man- former Charlton player to uh, see on... Friday. Good yep, Friday. Big booty. <laughs> right. <laughs> On that note, let's go to a quick break. Uh, I didn't know you'd been looking, Nate. Right, let's have a quick break here. Oh, not to, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> uh, when we come back, we've still got uh, plenty of emails and, and forum comments. We're also going to hear from the China Athletic Women's Team Manager, Ritesh Mishra, uh, after today's FA Cup quarterfinal with Arsenal. And don't forget, the takeovers are coming, lads. We've got to talk about it. Great work from Tariq Fossil. Now it's forced to Kaski over here on this near side to take the corner. Swings it in. It's gone deep. Bowers at the far post. Gets ahead of there. Oh, it's okay. in! Patrick Bauer heads the ball down. Come on. Beyond Ian Lawler and into the back of the net for Charlton's opener. Oh, I can't believe that one in Terry Smith. The ball came in from Forskaski at the back post. Bauer's able to beat his man. He just heads it down on the ground almost. Got a couple of other cuts and be kicking it all over my house tonight. Probably is actually after the 3 0 <laughs> defeat down at Portsmouth uh, for Carl Robinson. Poor old Carl. There are cats in the Oxford area running for their lives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, uh, let's crack on to the forum comments from uh, earlier on today. Uh, Mendonca and Asda said good win yesterday for Lee 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 Boya and the boys but it's only one win let's not get carried away then he says only six more wins needed for the playoffs and it's Wembley here we come simples <laughs> listen we, I think we deserve to get carried away because, yeah. because it's a bad week, clutching at straws uh, it should be an Olympic event and we'd be good at it we? yeah. because after the four years we've had come yeah. on I love getting carried away uh, right, Rudders22 says can you play Carl Robinson's interview with Sky today after the Oxford game <laughs> uh, especially uh, as he stated the that Oxford dominated from start to finish and they had the most chances so I will give him sympathy in that they started to look better the side before the penalty however they're already 1-0 down uh, thank God he is gone he talks Jack uh, then he uh, goes on to um, uh, yesterday's game saying once Robinson had gone by Thursday with news that a takeover was happening I had itchy feet about going on Saturday and said I, had a, I had an alcoholic session on Friday night uh, after work uh, and as I woke up on Saturday morning at 11.45 with no hangover, I decided I will go. It was a great last-minute decision. Uh, I thought I would see a team playing well, brackets Plymouth, uh, <laughs> playing my team, Charlton, with an outside chance of playoffs. New era uh, with Boyer and Jacko in charge. I expected nothing. How surprised I was to see a different Charlton performance, which must, which must have taken Plymouth by surprise as well, uh, and coming home with three points. I feel like uh, with the takeover happening, different tactics, hungry and hard-working players back, we have got our old Charlton back. I'm not even that bothered if we don't make the playoffs. I've got the champagne on ice for the takeover announcement. It would be a Brucey bonus if we managed to get into the playoffs and actually won them. I mean, so much of this feel-good factor does come from the fact that we're being told now and takeovers, 
you know, hours away. Dare we say imminent? No, imminent. I don't think we should. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, you know, we got to the point now, I'm, well, I certainly have, where uh, I'm not, um, not taking anything uh, as read particularly. Uh, until it's on the official Well, just till it happens. I don't care where it's on. Um, it can come from anywhere as long as it's guaranteed. So whether that be Monday, whether I don't want it to be Monday because I'm actually in Belgium uh, next week, so I want it to be Thursday, please, because mm. then I can come back and celebrate at the Valley properly. That's my official art request. Because you're in Belgium, aren't you? Are you, are you getting... I'm actually in the in, at the place where uh, of, of the, the home of the people that are letting us go. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, as as poignant as that might be, I'd still rather be at the Valley when it happens. So it's not dinner with Roland, then. No, no, probably not. No, <laughs> no, I, think I'll, I think I'll pass. A carrot again. <laughs> uh, Phil says, oh, "Hi guys, I went to the game yesterday to have my PSA checked. Uh, would not have gone otherwise. Glad I did. It's the best game I've seen this season. They played to a plan, played with passion, and they also entertained. Well done, Bo. Nine games to go. I believe again. That's from Phil uh, in in Eltham." Uh, it's just good to see. Like, we mentioned the PSA testing, the, the prostate cancer bike rides coming up in uh, in the summer. Uh, yesterday was uh, prostate cancer, the special day here at the Valley. Team addicts who were doing the, the bike ride uh, were out and about collecting money. They had a photo on, on the side of the pitch as well. Um, and I've got to say, I was expecting to see you on one of them um, uh, uh, static bicycles outside. Uh, Didn't well, that... No, I'm, I'm a working man, Tell. I've got, I've got to earn my crust on a match day, unfortunately. So I'm a little bit concerned that uh, that, you know. 10 yards into the bike ride you're going to fall over well uh, I can't ride a bike I haven't told anyone <laughs> yeah, he's got stabilisers he's got, yeah. he's got a tricycle <laughs> just that, what's that really just that one wheel you know the really tall one yeah. what's that and called and the unicycle that's it yeah <laughs> if you can't ride a bike there's no way he's getting one of them is it? I'll be fine uh, my, my, my training is I think in... we should do that I think we should get Charlton Live stabilisers <laughs> Uh, we had uh, we had uh, we had Carl Eberd on BBC London Sport to talk about the event yesterday as well, and it garnered a lot of uh, uh, good publicity for the club, uh, and more importantly for the for the Prostate Cancer UK charity and money uh, as well. So well done to everyone. Joking aside, you're doing yeah. an amazing thing, mate. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll say that at the end. Right, <laughs> yeah. uh, right John from Norfolk says, I-, I see that Lee Bowie was wearing one of Phil Parkinson's jumpers yesterday. <laughs> right, it's, it's a winning formula, as, as, as we've seen. Almost suited and booted. Yeah, not quite right. uh, I never thought I'd see the day, but Chris Davin has sent an email with the subject line, happy. Uh, oh my god! So it's so refreshing to see a Charlton, uh, see a proper Charlton team produce a proper Charlton performance under Robinson. We would have lost. A Jose looked reborn. Even Reeves tackled. Uh, what a shame we wasted all that time on all mouth and no substance. Robinson positivity abounds. Playoffs once again are a possibility, and you, you can't deny that uh, whatsoever. I mean, I mean, I've seen a couple of people saying we would have been different. Lost not performed as well against uh, against Plymouth yesterday had it been under Robinson I mean well you would have guessed that we'd have gone with the one up top mm. against Plymouth which means we would have gone with um, without that sort of uh, holding midfield well, without the sort of um, diamond formation in the middle that would have nullified their midfielder that's their playmaker and if that was the case then their midfield would have dominated and it could have been a different result I mean who knows I mean it's, it's guesswork isn't it but I can see where people are coming from if we had played not played the formation we played yesterday as uh, Lee Bowyer hinted, the result probably wouldn't have been the same because they'd have been able to dominate more. Yeah, mm. I think Marshall Pop might have started instead of a Jose and you would have had the 4-2-3-1 cancelling each other out and we wouldn't have had many shots. Um, so, yeah, I don't think we would have had a performance like that mm. if we did have Robbo. 
Uh, right, Daniel Farmer, good evening, Dan. Hope you well. Says, uh, well, that was a beautiful game where you get a good uh, a good couple of chances in the first half and take them for every player stood up yesterday and gave it there. Or oh, Jose Zyro always offering a ball out. Uh, Zyro held the line so well. Page not been his biggest fan, but hold my hands up. He proved me wrong. Thought he had a magnificent game. Boya looked like he had been uh, doing this manager lark for ages. Don't sit down. Uh, so didn't sit down once. Always shouting orders. Top man, that bloke was a... Uh, was the dream dead for me? Yes, but football always surprises you. That's why we love this game. The dream is alive. Keep believing. Lee, 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 Boya. Take over tomorrow uh, as I uh, as well, so I believe. I mean, uh, I mean, Dan's right there um, talking about how there's, uh, there's always so many surprises because everyone was ready to write us off. And I think, uh, as I sort of said earlier, like in, in particular, the performances of the last few weeks where Carl knew he was leaving really rubbed off on us. And, and so yesterday, I think in a way, whereas, you know... Him leaving has helped us because his demeanour over the last few weeks when he wanted out was, was, was holding us back. We needed fresh impetus from anywhere, from somehow, from something. <coughs> Excuse me. And we got that because Carl Robinson left. Now, if we'd have got it, um, I'll take it you're looking at Gummy yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um Had we got it in, in other means, either by new ownership or um, injured players coming back and, uh, and a change of um, uh, formation and, uh, and fortune on the pitch... However, it came. We needed fresh impetus after the last sort of three or four weeks, and we got it yesterday with uh, with the fact that Carrams has left and Lee Bowes in charge and put his own stamp on things. Mm. Uh, right, Tim Ruffle uh, tweeted in saying, let, uh, uh, "Saying I'll uh, talk about the the uh, takeover. Saying let's hope so. Uh, let's hope that they invest in the squad. Don't sell promising players cheaply and employ managers who have." A clue, Nicholas Riley. So if De Silva and Cons are both available again next week, do they come straight in for Page and Dixon? And there's no. a chin stroker for you, Nate. I wouldn't. I would. I, I don't think you should. With a performance like that, I think you'd be very, very harsh to drop anyone. I don't, yeah, it's got to be the same um, side for me as well. I, I mean, agree. yeah, I think Jay, Jay, Jay's obviously been amazing, but you can't let, give Page that carrot. Let takes it and then go, no, I saw you on the bench. Notwithstanding the fact that uh, Lebo has already said he'll examine Northampton yeah. and see how to play against them, and yeah. it might need a different setup. And mm. therefore, different players. Who knows? Yeah, but. so it might, it might be that he might bring in May Josh for the Jose if he wants to go with two big ones or whatever. I don't know, but I think if if we could play a similar way and that would work against Northampton, Northampton, I wouldn't change it. No. Mm. Uh, right, Tom Sperling says uh, Charlton are back. Uh, that's that's the, the the subject line of his email. So hello, also the takeover is all but done, according to some of the in the know. More than Monday could be the day it might just work out great with the feel good factor pushing us into the playoffs. We've I've optimistically uh, booked tomorrow off and we'll be on the beer at twelve o'clock in in anticipation of the good news. Or oh, that that'd be horrible <laughs> if it don't happen tomorrow. No, okay. it <laughs> happens on Tuesday. <laughs> Always the Raging. Off. Yeah, uh, stuff all this adult <laughs> stuff all this adult responsibility and grown up rubbish. Oh, fair point. Uh, Boyer is taking us to. Wembley and I can't wait but if it all turns out to be nonsense again the missus will be bending my ear for wasting more holiday uh, to sell the club you old plonker that's from Tom Sperling uh, cheers for your, your email there Charlie uh, emails in Carl Robinson's tactical pamph- uh, pamphlet uh, see Oxford lined up 4-2-3-1 and lost 3-0 good luck Carl uh, I, have to admit, I, I didn't watch the game because I was coming back from the women's game so if that was the case then uh, alright uh, right, uh, Mark Newbury says, Evening chaps, from 1 to 11, we absolutely smashed it. Even my least favourite current addict, Mr. Reeves, had a really good game. Yes, you can see me doing the silly dance behind the goal when they both go in. The first, a corker of the top order. Uh, it was page three, in it? Top shelf. Uh, and uh, and the second, a difficult a difficult header slammed in at 90 degrees to the cross. A uh, back four, all on the same page. A midfield working like Trojans and a front two who didn't let their defender 
get uh, one moment's rest. Feel sorry uh, for a Jose who deserved a goal for his work alone. The way Aribo can move the ball from foot to foot and pick a pass. And even when Dick still makes a mistake, he gets the ball back and he's always looking across to the centre halves to make sure he's in line. I could pick good things out for all the players and it's hard to give a man of the match. Uh, but tight between Aribo and Jake Forstikaski for me now. Uh, do Big Mac and Konza go straight back in? Uh, uh, for me, no. You just give it the winning team the credit and they keep the shirt. Fingers crossed for tomorrow to bring some even uh, better news. I mean, yeah, so obviously McGuinness is the other one. We talked about it sort of earlier, whether he'd, he'd go straight back in as well, I guess. You'd have to say no, generally speaking, wouldn't you? Um, again, as Nath said, unless, uh, unless there's a, a case for playing two big guys up front. Uh, depending on what Northampton play like, uh, you'd, you'd be tempted. You'd, no, not tempted. You'd have to keep the same side, wouldn't you? Mm. Unless there's any injuries coming out of yesterday. Yeah. Uh, right, James Moyard emailed. Uh, Evening, lads. I'm still <coughs> buzzing from yesterday. Lee Bowyer seems to talk a lot of sense. I've been impressed with his two press conferences. I'd give him until uh, the end of the season for sure. And if we make the playoffs, then I'd say he deserves the job full time. With him and Jacko on the sidelines, it feels like we're getting our Charlton back. Doesn't seem Bowyer is going to talk rubbish like Robbo did. He'll say it how it is. I like that. The proof... Of this will be if we get beat though. That's a great, says great show as always. Thanks for that, James. And that's very much like you know it's, we're, we're all up and bouncing after yesterday's result. But you got to wait till we lose the game, and then we see how you know how the reaction is to that. You know, it's, it's, it's I think it's a lot easier to do when when you're doing well. Press conferences in particular. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think <clears throat> I mean if we're going to be realistic, if we come out this dream world that we're all in, that we're going to lose a game this season with Bose there. <laughs> And it, like you say, it's, it's the character that we get and, and, and it's going to test Bo's metal of how he picks people and make sure we try. And So like you said in these, these interviews, they've set the standard now. So they've set a level that we know what we can expect now. So, And if it goes below that, then yeah. I mean, and that's that's the challenge for the guys now. But we've given ourselves a fighting chance and um, it, like Tell said earlier, it's in our hands. So, But um, yeah, we co- we'll enjoy the moments because we've had plenty of negative ones. Um, but yeah, we will we will hit a stumbling block along the way, no doubt. It is a very Charlton response uh, to to having a good game or to playing well for a, even a sustained period of time. Is that um, we end up going? Oh yeah, but what, you know, let's wait and see if we lose. <laughs> let's see what happens <laughs> when we lose. <laughs> and I get it, and because I'm the same. But it is a very Charlton response isn't it? to us doing well. Is that well? Hold on, wait and see what happens when we lose. We're like the Eeyore character out of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, if we won, if we won, if we won, if we if we did what Leicester did, win the Premier League. Yeah, but how are we going to react yeah, to this? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to win the first game next season? Yeah. <laughs> Cold Dan Stokes. No, so. <laughs> let's not let's not celebrate it. Then. Right, Mick Canty says hi, Louis and Terry. The game yesterday was a refreshing uh, experience compared to the rubbish we have watched all season. The system formation, interaction, application, I could go on. Everything was in place and provided an entertaining match. If I'd uh, got to my car. Uh, after the game and it'd been sideswiped by a bus I still would have been smiling <laughs> uh, perfect strike partnership the combination of Dick Steele and Aribo the solid defence superb play from midfielders Jake Forster Kasky with Reeves and the unbelievable goal from Lewis Page it all seemed too good to be true I feel if Robinson was in charge yesterday McGuinness would have been uh, on his own reading a book for the first 20 minutes Konza would uh, be demanding the ball repeatedly be bar- passed back to Amos complete negative disappointing football from the usual uninspired team Lee Boyer got it right Right, right players in the right position. All credit to him and Jackson. That's, this wasn't a team trying to impress a new manager. It was Rob. It was uh, Boya being tactically brilliant. I'm still buzzing, and that's regards from Mick Canty. I mean, see a lot of people picking up on on Bo's tactics yesterday because obviously there was this change that we haven't seen yet, and and it did work. I and mean, that's the main thing. It worked, and it worked straight away. 
It's yeah, I mean, and it, he said in, in an interview, "Why well, I didn't want to preempt it. Uh, I want to let people uh, hear it." You know, I'm not. He said, "I'm not that type." You know, that's not me. I will um, adapt to whatever I think is best to win the game, uh, and that's what he did yesterday. He, he, he up. He said up until was it Thursday, he still wasn't sure whether he'd play a flat four four two or how he was going to play. Um, but then decided, having watched uh, Plymouth play, that their that midfielder, the holding midfielder, ran the game, and he wanted to make sure that didn't happen. Um, so uh, you know that just bodes well. Now. You know, in the true Charlton responses I've just mentioned, you know, let's see what happens when he comes up against somebody who's who's equally tactically now, and and they battle it out together, changing things as it goes. It'd be very interesting. Uh, yeah. But you know, I, I'm not going to say let's not get carried away because of course we've got to get carried away. We get we have very little opportunity to get carried away in recent years. Yeah. Let's let's fill our boots. Because well, the one point you say you you mentioned yesterday about how, how would it happen against the manager that would try and change up. So early in that second half, um, Derek Adams made a double sub for Plymouth. So I, I, I did think right, what's he trying now? Yeah, what's yeah. he going to change? And how's that going to change they the game? Up with us, didn't they? Yeah, they but it didn't happen. No. It didn't work for them. They tried to copy. Us. Yeah, which was good to see. Right, Stephen Taylor uh, emails in saying glad that Carl Robinson has gone, as I won't have to hear or read Mike Tyson's persistent moaning uh, anymore <laughs> uh, Mike Tyson uh, London Geezer often tweets in not a, bit, not a huge fan of uh, of Carl Robinson he wasn't um, so yeah he'll be glad that he's gone I, I imagine Mikey Tyson right let's have a quick break uh, still to come on tonight's show we obviously we need to talk about the, the impending takeover what it could mean uh, for the club uh, and also uh, after the break we want to hear from Ratish uh, Mishra he's the women's team manager uh, they played Arsenal away in the FA Cup quarterfinal. Uh, lost 5-0, but they certainly didn't disgrace themselves, so we're going to hear from him uh, shortly after the break as well. Catching sees for Ormer Coffey's line. He's gone for it, you know. Oh, what a goal! Almost at the halfway line. Unbelievable strike. That is outrageous. Right footed. Well, saw Ulrich off his line. What a goal. Charlton Live. Hi, welcome back to Channel Live here on uh, Maritime Radio. Don't forget, tomorrow evening we're going to be back on Love Sport Radio, lovesportradio.com, uh, London DAB or 557 uh, on the medium wave in, in the London area. It's going to be me and Tom uh, tomorrow from 9 o'clock on Love Sport Radio with uh, with Alex as well. Uh, he, he'll be hosting. But don't forget, it's a phone-in show. Now, we don't know exactly what's going to happen tomorrow, but it could be a very interesting show. And I dare say you might want to get on the blower and have a chat about what happens during the day, if indeed something happens during the day. If not, you might want to just get on the chat and talk about how great the game was uh, on Saturday. Or, or your views on who the new manager should be, whether Lee Bayer should keep his, his spot uh, or what. So don't forget, lovespotradio.com tomorrow night, 9 o'clock. It's Charlton Live representing uh, on the, the Charlton Fan Show. Right, today, this afternoon, uh, me and Nath. Uh, we trekked up to Boreham Wood to watch the Giant Athletic women's team. The FA Cup quarterfinal had done so well to get this far in the competition. The lowest ranked team left in the competition. They were playing Arsenal now, one of Europe's elite teams. This is one of the big guns in, in women's football. Um, and uh, in the end, I mean, in the end, it was it was the, the, the opening goal came after about three or four minutes. It was a, a sloppy challenge from... Uh, uh, a Charlton player to, to give away a penalty but then for the rest of the first half they kept an uh, arm's length 
and uh, they really excelled. You know, obviously they're going to have to go a bit defensive when they're playing one of the best teams in Europe. Uh, you know, a full-time professional team, whereas we're only part-time athletes as well. So fitness came into play in the second half when when they, they scored. I think they added a couple goals late on, which really added a bit of gloss to the scoreline. Which I, overall, I don't think Chant really deserved that. But I mean. We'll hear from Ritesh in a second, Nathan. But what did you make of the game, the performance, and of course meeting Gunasaurus? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, yeah. You sort of said everything that you've said. I mean, you've got some players in there. You know, one of the, the, the I can't remember. It was a Vivian Madamia or something. The one yeah, scored the, the one came from Arsenal. Yeah, she's one of the best pe- best players in the world. So, and you could tell she's only in for about twenty seconds and scored. But um, yeah, it was. Listen, they're a very very good outfit. But that, that to me. The the amount of effort that the girls put in from start to finish, like they were on their, you know, they 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 could hardly stand up at the end, and you know, I s- spoke to well, text Charlotte after the game, Charlotte Gurr, and just said, listen, they they're top of the uh, the league at the moment, and they've done incredible to get where they are, um, and they were re- it was really, you know, they've done the cl- club uh, proud today, and um, they gave it all they got, and it was just that step too far. Right, well, let's have a hear. Uh, to what Ratish had to say, uh, and I asked him if he, you know it was absolutely no disgrace from his team today. People come in to watch the game today. I think we're probably expecting more. If, if you're involved in women's football as a fan, um, as a player, they would have expected Arsenal, one of the best teams in Europe, not just our country, to probably score uh, much more than that. Look, last season they beat Spurs, who won our league ten nil. Um, so for us to keep the score, I know five. Um, does sound like quite a lot but you know it was one up to half time and then the second half we got really tired tired legs tired body tired mind so they started to pick us off with their extra bit of quality um, but I don't think that takes away from our performance we knew that very unlikely we were going to win the game and I just I hoped we could give a good representation of our league and our club and we've done that today and particularly in that first half I mean other than the, the early penalty you sort of mm. didn't give Arsenal many chances at all no they, they did struggle to break us down and I think that's credit to players doing what we asked them to do that our staff in how we set them up um, it's unusual that we are the team that concede space and, and block shots and uh, are disciplined without the ball today we had to do that if we came out to play I think we would have got uh, popped because they are very athletic they're good technically so we, we knew that we knew the job was in hand in the first half bar the penalty there wasn't too much in it really they had the ball of course but they didn't create much like I say second half got tired um, had to make a few changes. Uh, they're a little bit more clinical, and you know that's kind of expected from their talent. I guess um, the, the way you set up, like saying, particularly in that first half, the, the, the defensive stuff. You know, it's not the way you usually play. So it's something yeah. you've had to get into your team to show a different side to their game today. Yeah, yeah but normally we're a team that has most, much more of the ball. Um, we didn't have much of the ball today, so we asked our, you know, got some good technical players. We asked them to do a job today. Did, defensively, they did that. Uh, but I think it's good for our players for them to experience a different way of playing um, the higher level that we go and they go we're going to have to do that more often but we've shown today that if we you know, we kept Arsenal out for long periods of the game we could do that at this level we should be able to do that for you know the teams that we're playing against now so uh, we can't get too disheartened we've got massive two months ahead of us told the players if they show the same level of work application effort we should be okay this season and what, what can they take from, from today into the, rem- the rest of the season as they go on to try and win, win their league um, they can take the fact that when we put things into practice it works for large periods of the game they can they can see that actually the golfing class between the two is probably smaller than they, they think um, a lot of it is down to um, physical level of fitness um, 
but I think the big thing is they can take a lot of pride out of today and, and the season so far. I do want everyone who came to watch and those who didn't to know that although it was 5-0, our players put a hell of a shift in today. They made the club so proud. I'm really proud of them. Um, you know, and I couldn't ask for a group of players and staff to work work for me um, better than today. And I hope that everybody gets that message that you know we've done the club proud today. Um, I want to thank them for that. And like I say, we, we take this into now the next two months and we should be okay. Finally, of course, kick Graham through the 200 games yeah. uh, mark for, for Charlton now. And we're, we're tirelessly up on her own, won a couple yeah. of corners. Yeah. Um, but what a special player she is for this club. Yes, she is. That You use the word special. Today, technically, she doesn't look a different level to, to Arsenal. I think, you know, physically, of course, because she's not a full-time athlete, that's where the big difference is. But, yeah, we're, we're proud of her. She knows that. Today was about the team, but, you know, a very special moment. 200 games and nearly 200 goals to go with it. So that conversion rate is astonishing at any level. Um, so we're proud of her. We need her firing for the rest of the season to try and take us where we want to go. Um, and, you know, you're right, she is a special player. But we've got to kind of keep her, her grounded, keep her head down, knuckle down for the next two months because that's when we need her. So there's Ratish there speaking to, to myself after to, today's defeat up at, up at Boringwood against Arsenal. Uh, but like we say, no, absolutely no disgrace to lose to one of the best teams in Europe. And in fact, quite impressive to keep them at bay as they did in that in that first half in particular. Well done to Kit Graham on her 200th game, 183 goals, I think it is. She's got in that time, which is, as, as, as Ratish said, it's just unbelievable. Incredible, uh, an incredible uh, strike rate. Uh, so well done to, to the ladies. Um, they've still got a very good chance of winning their league and, and getting promoted into the championship, the new look championship. Yeah, and they won't have to yeah. rely on uh, on yeah. on the lottery of being selected exactly, if they can actually yeah, win it. So. Yeah, so if they can do it organically, I think I think that's probably their best chance as well. But it sounds like a couple of big clubs have chucked Man in. Man United and yeah, South, Southampton, Southampton yeah. have just thrown their uh, in. Yeah. yeah, so let's see how that goes. I think absolutely everything costs uh, cross for the Charlton women's team that they are uh, playing in the championship. Uh, next season they've got, I think they've got at least one or two cup finals uh, still to come this season as well so they'll, uh, hopefully they'll have some silverware uh, at the end of the year right Sarah said we wouldn't have had the same result yesterday if Carl was here uh, not just because of the formation but because Carl had lost the dressing room uh, Freddie said we need to keep that team the same uh, we need consistency confidence and momentum chopping and changing for no reason doesn't do that um uh, Roger said uh, Robinson said in his post-match interview that Oxford played a diamond wonder where he got that idea from yeah. <laughs> uh, and James said I want to see how Boya reacts after a loss and how we bounce back so that's uh, sort of what we were saying earlier right um, now Freddie's asked for some thoughts so let's have a look at this this takeover that's coming up now now we talked about the likelihood of Harry Kuehl coming in as manager that seems to be the noises that are being made in the, in, in the local media and the <laughs> national media um, so, but Freddie's put forward this idea. How about after the takeover? Manager Lee Bowyer, assistant Johnny Jackson, director of football Alan Kirbyshire, he was spotted here yesterday, and chairman Paul Elliott. I mean, it sounds like a dream team he's building there. Absolutely. I can't, can't argue with any of that. Mm. Keith Peacock's got to be in there somewhere, surely. Yeah. Well, he's uh, <coughs> special advisor or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. So, I mean, like, takeover. Uh, I, I, we could be counting down the seconds to the Roland de Chatelet no longer owning this football club. Now, it's four years, as, uh, not exactly flown by, but it's been four <laughs> years since he's, he's been here and it's been the most, you know, for supporters of our age, no, no disrespect tell, um, of mine and Nathan's, we, we haven't seen times as bad as this. We're used to, uh, you know, champagne football in the Premier League, we are, we're spoiled. <laughs> but, um, but, um, but obviously, I mean, the club's been through tough times before. I mean, where does this rank in your experience, in your vast experience, tell? <laughs> yeah, being old, yeah. Um it's up there, no question about it. No, and I think that, that there are stark similarities uh, between this this time and, and and previous. I mean, I guess the previous worst was um, the the time just before and then during the the, the 
having to leave the ground, um, having uh, having the gates locked, and you think you're going out of business. Um, and, and I think the, the story is only thirty seconds away from actually closing down as a club. So there are there are theoretically worse times, but um, as you quite rightly say, you know there are people who don't know anything about that, and so as as far as they're concerned, this is the worst time, and, and they're right because it is for them. Um, I think each uh, <laughs> both periods um, of, of similarities uh, and this one I think if this was to continue along the same lines uh, and there wasn't to be an end in sight then it would certainly progress to being the worst period ever I think because there is only one way we're going to go currently in, in, if, if, this, if it doesn't change and that's uh, to oblivion probably because uh, we're already almost there and uh, you just get the feeling that um, you know that Loss, loss of interest completely in, in, in what we do. Uh, and so if nobody came in to buy us, it'd just, be, it'd just left to ruin, wouldn't it? It'd, mm. it'd just disappear. So what are we hoping for then? If, say, that the takeover's confirmed tomorrow, uh, we find more out about the, the identity of the the consortium person, whoever it is that, that is taking <coughs> us over, Nath. I mean, what what do you hope that they can do? I mean, we talked about short-term gains <laughs> on the, on Thursday. But in terms of long-term, what, what do you hope that their, their vision for the club would be? And... In what way would that differ from what Roland Duchatelet's supposed vision for the club would have been? Uh, probably a realistic plan. Um, try and <clears throat> to get the engagement uh, up at where, where it used to be. So it should, everyone seemed to have a sense of they they were involved with the club, so to speak. And um, and then just uh, I just think a nice stabilised period where everyone knows. Where we're going and what our, you know, what our aims are and stuff like that. I just think it'd just be not because the last four years we just don't really know. Because well, I mean, they came in and said it were five years to the Premiership, and that's turned out well, wasn't it? So, hmm. I, I mean, sometimes when when new owners come in, they go, "Oh, there's plans, this." But if you have a realistic plan um, and a, just a vision, that'll be good. But uh, for me, it'll be the manager who would be a, a t- number one for me. Um, which I'd, I'd, I'd nothing against Kill, but I don't hope it's not. But um, yeah, I, I, I just think it would just stabilised. I just think we need to be stabilised a little bit. I think in terms of when it comes to the transfer activity <coughs> in the summer, in particular. I mean, I guess they probably have a bit of work on their hands if you consider the amount of players who are contracts coming up. So they'd have to get get to work straight away on that on those that you want to keep. But in terms of the amount of loanies that will go back as well, and there will be a bit of a rebuild. But I mean, we've seen that every. Every you know window basically you've had to ship players out. A couple have come in, not enough in in many cases. But there is going to be a big rebuild now. But you hope that they'd start to find the sort of players that would help build a squad that would stay here for two, three seasons. Now something you can build a base on the spine of the team that they talk about. You want something that you can build on in terms of stability of a squad. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think obviously the transfer, like you say, there's a load of people that's not going to be here. Loneys and, and obviously. You know, Cashy run, Cashy's deal runs out at the end of the year, doesn't it? So, and it's not going to be an easy job. So, I mean, it'll depend on how much resources they're going to be able to stump up for the new manager. Because it's you know you you can't just go and pick pick a player from nowhere. You've got to do the research. You've got to have your way of playing and get the players to fit that system. So, it's a long process. But yeah, I mean, it all depends on you know what who they bring in and how much money they're going to give. So it's 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 going to be difficult. But it's a challenge that we've done before. Powley done it before, um, and he re- he re- he rebuilt it, rebuilt it from scratch. So it is possible. You just need the right foundations in place for it to work. 
tell. Um, uh, what's your I'd, final I'd, word I'd, on the? I tend to agree yeah. agree with Nathan on that. I'd, I think what um, what I like probably ought to add to that is that um, you know there are a few people out there assuming that we have to have an endless amount of money to, mm. to succeed, and that's not true. We've proven it that it's not necessary before. Uh, there are clubs proving it still: Huddersfield, Watford, Brighton, to a lesser extent, in the Premier League without having to um, absolutely spend without oil-rich barons uh, fronting the fronting the money. So it is possible. It's difficult, of course. It's difficult, and and it's not going to happen in five minutes. Mm. Uh, I think all I want is is as a lot of people have said now is a bit of stability back, a bit of proper Charlton back, and let's do things the way we used to do it, i.e., properly as a club, uh, and we'll succeed if if we do everything properly. Uh, and run the club properly and the playing side properly and get the, the right people in, then success will come. Mm, yeah, and that would be uh, uh, a good way to start, and that will certainly start to bring the fans back. Uh, Lewis Neary says uh, Ben Amos will be first on that list in the summer. I wasn't convinced at first, but he's been cost, uh, consistently good for most of the season. And Nicholas Riley says, is there anything in the fact that Alan Kirbishley was there yesterday? I mean, I can only assume that my chat with him on Love Sport Radio on Thursday no, got him the chomp bug again. He's he had to come down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what he Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's any reason why he's here yesterday, but it was great to see him here. Uh, he'll always be a legend to me. Right flown by the potentially the last Charlton Athletic uh, sorry Charlton Live <laughs> of the uh, Du Chatelet era has just come to an end uh, let's hope uh, yeah let's hope Sad so. you're a club employee you're not allowed to say that sorry. I'm right. not an employee yeah, well, volunteer whatever <laughs> right uh, tonight's, tonight's uh, show thank you for joining us uh, Nathan Antel thanks for being Cheers, here lads. I hope you've uh, enjoyed the show all of you who've listened in thanks for your emails and your tweets don't forget Love Sport Radio tomorrow night at 9 o'clock for us that's your Monday night Thursday night we'll be back with a big match preview not sure what's going to happen next Sunday because it's Easter Sunday uh, so I'll let you know during the week via Twitter I've been Louis Mendes thanks for listening hope you've enjoyed it has he gone? When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.